Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. I'm back today with Dr. Brian Ray from NARI. It's the National Home Education Research Institute. And we are talking about homeschooling. We're talking about homeschooling research and statistics and why homeschooling works. And there is proof that homeschooling works. Um, Dr. Ray has has spent the last you know 39 years, almost 40 years researching homeschooling, and he was a homeschool dad himself. He didn't just go out and do the research; he actually lived it with his family um, and his wife. And so he is a trusted source, and we are so grateful for his work um, that he and his wife do. Um, so we are going to get back into our conversation, but before we do, I want to say thank you again to our sponsor, CTC Math. If you guys are looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com. Try them out for free, ctcmath.com. Well, Dr. Ray, um, thank you again for coming back. I want to talk a little bit more about research um, in the homeschool world and what that research tells us, uh, because research doesn't do any good if it just you know sits on someone's computer and nobody ever reads it, no one ever knows about it. Homeschooled kids, like we talked about in, on Monday, across the board, overall, homeschool kids do really well. So talk about what your research really has um, taught you, what it tells us as, you know, the world of homeschooling. The first thing that happened in my research, and I, I want to mention, and I, I mentioned this event earlier, that I'm going to talk a lot about my research, but there are a lot of other people studying homeschooling now. There was a time when there were very, very few of us, and I knew all their names, basically, you know, but now there are dozens, if not hundreds of people around the world studying sure. homeschooling. So. In the, in the early days of the modern homeschool movement, we'll put that in context because homeschooling, you know, is thousands of years old. People just wanted to know, well, who are they? You know, what, what do they, quote, look like? You know, what are their demographics? And so <laughs> we, were, we were just asking questions like, well, how old are you, parent? How many children do you have? What's your ethnicity, background? What's your education level? What's your family income? You know, just all those basic statistics everybody kind of wants to know about a group of people so we can you know so we can generalize and so we can pigeonhole you so we can have a, a measure of central tendency so th that was the first you know phase of research and and way back in you know 25 30 years ago it, it looked pretty like in america i'm sp talking about united states okay it looked pretty much you know i kind of like overall middle classish um overall disproportionately white anglo overall you know, maybe just a little bit more education level of the parents and the general public, you know, kind of like that. That was, now remember, whenever we say generalizations, there's always a variety because, you know, to get an average, you have to have one end and the other end. So people just always have to remember sure. that. Okay, way back then also, we wanted to know, well, all right, this is what they kind of quote look like, but how is it possible that people who are not government certified teachers could possibly teach their children anything like academics, you know? So we, we wanted to ask that question. How are they doing academically? And even though we can have all kinds of debates about achievement tests, let's face it, people still use achievement tests in the public schools in the private schools. And in some states, it's actually, you know, by law, you're supposed to do that. So we started looking at academic achievement test scores and right from the very get go, we were finding that homeschool children on average were, you know, 15 to 25 percentile percentile points above the public school average, which is 50. And if you're not familiar with wow. test scores, you know, go study it. But 50th percentile is average. That doesn't mean 50 percent correct on a test. It just means if you're, if you're at the 50th, you did better than 50 percent of the kids and you did worse than 50 percent of the kids, roughly. Right. right. <laughs> so, you know, that's what we found. 
and others started finding the same thing. Now, as the research world kind of progressed, we wanted to have more sophisticated studies. But also, then people asked, as you know, Evvet, everybody kind of knows, the S question. Right. What about socialization? socialization? <laughs> everybody knows it. It's, it's a big inside joke in the homeschool world. Uh, and, and so, yeah, well, what about that? Okay, so, you know, all for, for the last, whatever, 100 now 20 years, most kids have been institutionalized to be with, you know, same age peers, plus or minus 11 months their age. So what's going to happen to them if they're not doing that all day? So a lot of researchers, I did much less of that kind of research. So I might, I might have asked quantitative things like, you know, what are the activities your children are involved in? How many per week? Whatever. I asked kind of quantitative approaches to that. Sure. But others did other research like, well, what about self-concept, so, uh, self-esteem? What about actual behaviors acting out too aggressively or not assertively mm. enough? And all these different studies, fascinating studies, fascinating studies. But when I did a review of research a few years back, 87%, 87% of the studies, peer-reviewed studies, found that homeschool students were better in terms of social and emotional development than their institutional mm. school peers. You know, so... And if we have time, maybe you could ask me why, okay, if we get to that. I do want to know why, but my question also is, are you, as you're doing this research, obviously you're researching homeschool families. Are you also at the same time researching public school, private school families with the exact same questions? Okay, so the way most of this research works is, okay, so if you do a standardized achievement test and you put that in your studies, okay, already you have Mm -hmm. the norm for public school students because that that is the norm for that test. So the average is 50. So with, then you would just mainly collect data on homeschool kids. Now, a few right. researchers, this takes more time and it usually takes more money. Uh, if you could get, you know, fresh brand new test data score scores from both homeschool and institutional school at the same time. A few studies mm-hmm. have done that, but that's a lot more intensive and it takes, like I said, it takes money to spend all the time getting all that together. Let's say there's an inventory or, you know, most people call them a test. All right, let's just call it a test. A test that deals with self-concept, right? Well, already researchers have developed these tests and they do what's called studies of validity and reliability on these tests. So they exist out there and already mainly it's being used on public school children. So you have the scores and the norming group for those children. So now you pull in, let's say it's been normed for nine to 12 year olds. So now some researcher goes and gets a bunch of nine to 12 year old homeschool kids and gives them the same inventory and compares them to that norm group. That's one way. Mm -hmm. And the other way, just like an achievement, you could have live, brand new, fresh subjects in the study. You know, it could be a group of 25 Mm -hmm. homeschool children and 25 public school children and watch them, see how they interact, behave, play, don't play, fight, all those things. I mean, it's kind of fun to be a researcher because you get to do all of that. Uh, so it's both. Yeah. It's, it's pre, it's preset scores from tests that have been developed already, and sometimes it's fresh, okay. brand new data comparing the two groups live on the spot. Well, that's really cool. So sometimes you actually get to. It's not just a check a box yes. kind of survey. You yeah. actually get to observe people in real life. Yes. And how they're responding to other people, how they're mm-hmm. responding to their peers and maybe mm-hmm. to their parents and, and to their teachers if they're in school, things like that. Sure. So 
Yeah, um, yeah, wow, yeah. That's and absolutely one, one that I got to do was kind of fun. The Montana homeschooler. So I've done the, I've done several big nationwide studies, but I've done several okay. state specific studies. And some homeschool leaders in Montana are very forward thinking. Many years ago, uh, they asked me to do this study where I actually brought in and because some people would say, well, these homeschool kids do well just because only the smart, brilliant parents or the parents who cheat, you know, would be in your study. So we we got a group right. of we got a group of students that were just sort of like a convenient sample. And then we had another group and they were tested under like a watchful eye, making sure nobody was doing anything unseemly or cheating and all that kind of stuff. And we found out they scored almost identically to one another. So that was kind of fun to have wow. a, a new group of, of data, new group of students, a new group of data. So studies yeah. come in all shapes and forms and sizes and, and approaches. No parent should homeschool alone. You have a God-given calling to bring up your child to love God and to steward His creation. And BJU Press exists to help you be successful in that endeavor. Visit their website at BJUPressHomeschool.com or call 1-800-845-5731 to connect with an experienced homeschool consultant. Apologia supports homeschool families with Christ-centered K-12 homeschool curriculum designed to engage your student as they experience the awe and wonder of creation and their creator. Designed by leading scholars with a biblical worldview, Apologia's award-winning curriculum is written in a conversational tone directly to the student to encourage independence. Hands-on activities and experiments help students solidify the concepts they're exploring and build a lifelong love of learning. Visit us at Apologia.com. We are back with Dr. Brian Ray. Um, Talk about, in your research, you have found that overall, homeschool kids do really well. And oftentimes they do better than their peers um, in public school or private school. Why do you think that is? I think it's one of the most fascinating things. And it's the hardest thing to answer in research. You know, we could we could say what? We can have descriptive statistics. But right. the question is why? You know, why does it come out that way? Because when you look back 35, 40 years ago, there were a lot of negative people toward homeschooling, a lot of skeptics. Sure. I mean, even some people start homeschooling were skeptical of themselves. Uh, but I, I kind of look at it this way. Uh, many years ago, I started going into the body of research on what makes for effective teaching and learning in institutional schools, okay? So it's not necessarily going to be the same, but let's, that's all we had, right? For, for a long time, we mainly had institutional schools in America, and especially during the, the era of research. And, yeah. and I just want to just say, leave out the H word, leave out homeschooling, and just say, ask any public school teacher, private school teacher, government certified teacher, principal of a school, superintendent of a school district, whatever. Okay, just start asking a bunch of questions. When do children usually learn more? When they're in a group of 28 or when they're in a group of three or four or five? Mm. When do children usually learn more? When they have more turns of conversation between adult and student or less? They all know the answer. When do children usually learn more? When they can master a subject or a skill before they move on or when they have to move on just because it's a new day or a new semester. It doesn't matter whether they learned it or not. Uh, when do children usually learn more? When there are fewer distractions or more distractions in their environment? We all know the answer. When do children yeah. usually learn more? 
when the curriculum or the pedagogical approach is customized for that child's learning style, uh, strengths, weaknesses, dreams, and desires, or not customized? We all know the answer. Mm -hmm. You know, when do children learn more? When they're being bullied or they're not being bullied? We all know the answer. Yeah. You know, when did children learn more? When they're being uh, psychologically stressed out by teachers and a school system or not? And we all know the answer. You know, so when did children learn more? When right. they're being pressured to get into drugs and alcohol or not? You know, when did children usually learn more? When they're being pressured to get into premarital sex or not? We all know the answer. So you just start going down through this whole list of questions and say, yeah. well, which, which, which side of those answers does institutional schooling lie on more? And which one does right. parent-led home-based education lie on more? And systemically, by its very nature, parent-directed mm. home-based education fits the bill more. So really, Yvette, the question wow. is, why would homeschool children not do better? Right. That's fantastic. And, and I would add, you know, as, as the big pretty bow on the end of that, who learns more? The kid whose parent loves them more than anyone else and knows them better than anyone else. Yes. You know, you yes. there are there are some excellent teachers out there. There really are. We have a yep. lot of friends who are teachers. We have a lot of friends mm -hmm. who are administrators. And they have such a heart for the children that are in their classrooms. Mm -hmm. But they cannot. It's impossible for them to love your right. child the way that you love them and to cater to their needs the way that yeah. you do as their parent. And so yeah, I'm glad you brought um, that up. It's, you know, the list I went through is not an attack on certified teachers. Sure. It just shows us that no matter how hard we try right. in institutional schools, we cannot replicate what I just went yeah. through. We, we cannot replicate. I mean, I've been right. a classroom teacher. You you can't do it. Yeah. You just can't yeah. do it. It's impossible. Yeah. And if you try to make the yeah. classrooms that small, then they'd have to raise your property taxes fivefold. So let's, let's park there as a parent for a minute because you were a homeschool parent, right? You have eight kids. Is that correct? Yes. Okay, so you have you homeschooled your eight children. What what was it that kept you homeschooling? Was it all of your research? What what kept you and Betsy in this world of home education? And talk a little bit about your experience as a homeschool dad, especially back in the day when it it wasn't you know as mainstream as it is now. Mm -hmm. uh, there were, I would say, a few core things. To answer your question first, no, it was not my research. <laughs> It was, I mean, <laughs> Yvette, I've told so many people from the, the speaker's podium over and over and over and over, um, high test scores are not the main reason for homeschooling. It's, it's not. I yeah. mean, I'm a Christian. So what's, what's yeah. driven me, what's driven Betsy and me has been uh, theology and philosophy, really. Amen. And, and actually just enjoying our children. I mean, yeah. we want to be with our children. Okay. What's, what? Yeah. That's the way it's supposed yeah. to be, right? That's that why you had the, them. <laughs> that's supposed to be it's supposed to be. Uh, they're a blessing from God. Uh, yeah. They're a blessing to be around. I don't mean they're always wonderful to be around. I just mean it's sure. a blessing to be with our children. Um, yeah, it's good to be with them. So when you, when I first got saved, when when God brought me into His kingdom, I knew immediately that the Bible, the Word of God, is what is sufficient for everything we need to know and how to live and how to enjoy God and let him change us and sanctify us. I knew that. So if you're a Christian, you must, there's no choice. You must be a scripturalist. 
you you have to go to God's word to answer questions about everything in life. And so mm-hmm. way, way, way back, I asked myself, what what does the word of God say about the education of children? And education is a very holistic, broad term that has to do with things like academics, reading, writing, arithmetic, you know, math, whatever. And it has to do with values, morals, ways of thinking, how to do things, how to treat your neighbor. All of that is a part of education. And if, right. if I, I will challenge any Christian who's thinking, I don't want to homeschool or oh, I shouldn't have to homeschool or there's nothing in the Bible about education. There's a lot in the Bible about education all through yeah. the Proverbs, in the Old Testament, Deuteronomy, right. you know, in the Psalms, in the New Testament. Yeah. There's a lot about the education yeah. of children. And over and over and over again, I ask people, who does God say has the, let's quit using the word right. Who has the duty and the responsibility? Right, the responsibility to be yeah. the main educators of children. And right. I you know, right. I present this and you're going to have to say it's the parents. And then you say yeah. in the Bible, does God give you the choice to just delegate it to anybody you want? Absolutely not, yeah. absolutely not. So, you know, whether it was easier or harder, whatever, whether children were fussing with us or happy with us as parents, it was the the philosophy and the theology and the desire to be together as a family that that really drove us and and I like to call it parent directed home based education slash discipleship. Now that's just a yep. clunky mouthful, but it's homeschooling. Yep. Really, the word homeschooling does not capture it at all because right. it's not institutional school at home. You know, right? It is, right. It's, it's not called home else. academics. No. Yeah. No. no you're not. right. One of my favorite lines in the movie is where um, Heidi says, you know, home, where, where she get, got to the point where she realized that homeschooling was discipleship. And I think that's exactly what you're talking about. And so many parents, and I've talked to many of them, parents who will say, I don't think I'm called to homeschool. And we'll say, you you are called to homeschool if you love Jesus. And, and I don't say that, like, if you love Jesus and you don't homeschool, clearly you're not a Christian. I don't mean it like that. I'm just saying, if you are a professing Christian and you are committed to discipling the hearts of your children, it's impossible to do that all of the time when they're away from you most of the time. And God really does give us the responsibility, like you said, and the duty to home educate, to disciple our kids, to teach them his word day in and day out when they walk, when they sit, when mm-hmm. they wake up, um, you know, and to, as Psalm 1 says, to not walk in the counsel of the wicked. Yes. Um, it, it, so is, it is so important. Yeah, there's an, a yeah. lot on this, uh, Yvette. I used to teach a philosophy of education course at a Christian college for five years. And every year I got two sections of people who are planning to be teachers. So I got to kind of teach mm-hmm. and indoctrinate 10 groups of teachers. And when we would go through the Bible on education of children, many, many, many of them, they were raised in mostly in, you know Christian homes and went, a lot of yeah. them went to Christian schools and they would, we would just be reading the Bible and studying and I would not mention homeschooling, but most of them by the end of it said, you're just talking about homeschooling. And I said, I never right. used the word. <laughs> you just came to that conclusion on your own because you're studying the yeah. word of God. And, and, I, and I'd like to challenge right. people gently, but firmly parents who have, you know, whether their oldest child's three years old or their oldest child is 12 years old, you know, they might say something like, well, I just don't know why I would homeschool. I, I want to flip the question around. Why would you send your child away from home, away from you, mm-hmm. 
to be taught, trained, and indoctrinated in a system that is not designed and never was designed to lift up the name of the King of the universe, Jesus Christ, and has never been and never will be designed to preach the gospel to your child. Why would you send your child away to that? You know, that's really the question. And right now in that question, I'm, I'm leaving out Christian schools for now because that's a, a little more complicated conversation. But that's the real sure. question for parents who profess Christ. What does God yeah. say in the Bible? Wow. Not, not what does somebody else say? And why would you send yeah. your child away to be taught, trained, and indoctrinated by mainly people who hate Jesus? Well, I can't think of a better way to end this episode. Um But we will be back tomorrow again um, to talk more with Dr. Brian Ray about his research, about home education, about discipleship and all the things that um, we we talk about with homeschooling. I mean, that's that's what we do. And I hope that this is encouraging to you guys. Um, Dr. Ray, tell us again where people can find out more about you and your ministry and your research. Very simple. N as in national, H-E-R-I dot org. And you can find all kinds of little fact sheets and articles, and you can click connect. You get free research news, not a bunch of junk email, and you can donate, of course. Sounds great. This is a great cause, a great thing for you guys to support. Um, Dr. Brian Ray, thank you so much for being with us. If you guys um, have not left a review for this podcast, would you take a minute to do that? We would really appreciate it so that other people will find out more about the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast and be encouraged by it as well. We love you guys. Have a great rest of your day. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Bye. What we do at IEW is break through the the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts, and we say, this is what you do, step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com slash rocked. All education, whether it's being done at a thing we call public school or at a thing we call private school or by homeschooling, is the teaching, training, and indoctrination of children. That is the truth. And I know it really bothers people when I use the word indoctrination. Yeah. I'm not talking about under a bright white light, you haven't been able to eat for 39 hours and they're keeping 120 <laughs> degrees in your cell. Indoctrination just means putting in doctrine, putting in propositions, putting in concepts, putting in principles into a child's heart and mind. We all know yeah. that's what's being done in private schools. We all know that's what's right. being done in public schools. So if you're a professing Christian, you are supposed to be doing that. The biblical worldview yeah. with your children, parent-directed, home-based education is a design by God 